This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, January 4th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. McCarthy fails to win speakership on first day. Farmers less optimistic on 2023. And EPA wants help with ag agenda. McCarthy fails to win speakership on day one. The U.S. House is formally under GOP control for the first time in four years. But the chamber is stuck in neutral for now after Kevin McCarthy failed on three ballots yesterday to win the speakership. Nineteen Republicans voted against the California Republican on the first two ballots, and the opposition grew to 20 in the third count. House Ag Committee member Don Bacon, a staunch McCarthy ally, says it's a bad start and a self-inflicted wound for the GOP. By the way, Bacon, the Nebraska Republican, says it'll still be possible to pass big pieces of legislation like the Farm Bill, but those measures will have to be bipartisan. He said, quote, it's going to be bipartisan legislation, and you don't need these 19 votes, Bacon, the Republican said of the Farm Bill. If you've got to require these 19, you're not going to get it through the Senate anyway. But keep in mind, the last two times Congress passed a Farm Bill, conservatives initially won cuts at a GOP-controlled House that were scrapped in the final legislation. Now, for more on the challenges facing the Farm Bill riders this year, you can read our AgriPulse weekly newsletter. Farmers less optimistic on 2023. Farmers don't think their operations are going to be as profitable in 2023 as they were last year. In the latest monthly Purdue CME Group barometer, farmers were asked in early December to compare their expectations for the year ahead to 2022. Their answers produced a farm financial index that is 18 points lower than when farmers were asked about 2022 compared to 21. Rising costs and narrowing margins are key concerns for the lower index in 23, the survey says. Consumers' uh, concerns about costs continue to be top of mind for producers when asked to look ahead to the upcoming year. Some 47% of the crop producers in the December survey said they expect land retail rates to rise in 2023. Some 45% said higher input costs are their top concern. EPA wants help with 23 Ag Agenda. The Environmental Protection Agency is putting together its 2023 agenda on how to address climate change, and it's asking for guidance from the farm sector. EPA's Farm, Ranch, and Rural Communities Advisory Committee They're scheduled to meet January 17th and 18th at its headquarters in Washington, and the agency says it wants independent policy advice, information, and recommendations on a range of environmental issues and policies that are of importance to agriculture and rural communities. Some topics to be addressed may include ways to reduce methane production, improve nutrient management, lessen food waste, and cut greenhouse gas emissions. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak 
after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. New ag cooperative formed to stabilize shell egg supply. Eight companies formed a new egg farmer cooperative in the western United States. The goal is to provide stability to retail and food service shell egg customers during the period of high egg demand. Pro-Egg Cooperative will aggregate and sell shell eggs throughout the 13-state region and will be headquartered in Aurora, Colorado. Pro-Egg is a producer-owned cooperative organized under the Capra-Volstead Act. The founding egg companies include Calmaine Foods Incorporated, Central Valley Eggs LLC, Colorado Egg LLC, Hickman's Egg Ranch Incorporated, Oakdale Egg Farms Incorporated, Opal Foods LLC, Wrightwood Incorporated, and Willamette Egg Farms LLC. Rick Herrera, the cooperative's new chief executive officer and a 35-year egg industry veteran, said combining production under the cooperative umbrella will promote stability within the egg supply chain, create contingencies to avoid supply disruption, develop sustainable logistics, and maximize the available egg volume in the region. Cal Maine, the largest egg producer in the U.S. and one of the pro-egg founding companies, said the cooperative allows the company to better serve its customers in the market region. Cal Maine CEO Sherman Miller said the cooperative will allow a single point of contact for shell egg purchases to sell the members' combined egg production. Miller said on or before the end of the fiscal year 23, the company will confirm whether its participation in the cooperative is in the best interest of its customers. Iraq makes another big U.S. rice purchase. Iraq purchased 44,000 metric tons of U.S. rice in the closing days of 22, that to bring the country's purchases up to 88,000 tons so far in the 22-23 marketing year, that according to USA Rice Federation. Iraq's purchasing agency must buy another 112,000 tons to meet the country's pledge to the U.S. to buy a total of 200,000 tons for the marketing year. The USA Rice officials are upbeat about the situation. Iraq, which typically relies on imports for 90% of its rice consumption needs, has recently increased its consumption levels and hence its imports, USA Rice said in a statement yesterday. Iraq's rice imports have averaged 1.1 to 1.2 million tons a few years ago, but now have surged to nearly 2 million tons. Florida farm labor company owner who led racketeering conspiracy gets jail time. 
Vladimir Mornero, the owner of Los Villadros Harvesting, LLC, has been sentenced to more than nine and a half years in prison for leading a federal racketeering and forced labor conspiracy involving Mexican H-2A workers. Moreno's company brought large numbers of temporary seasonal Mexican workers into the United States on H-2A agricultural visas. That, according to a Justice Department release, he would make false promises to recruit Mexican farm workers, charge them inflated sums to enter the U.S., and coerce over a dozen to provide long hours of physically demanding labor. Moreno, who pleaded guilty earlier this year to conspiracy under the Racketeering Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act and conspiracy to commit forced labor, has also been ordered to pay over $175,000 in restitution to the victims. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, January 4th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.